By the way, in figures just published last week, the top countries for life expectancy were first Japan, second Switzerland, third South Korea, fourth Spain and fifth Australia. All in the mid-80s apparently, which means universities with compulsory retirement could be missing out on 20 years of productivity. The excuse is to give youngsters a chance, and fair enough. But the story of John Goodenough, who was at Oxford and was made to retire, but then did brilliant work that changed your life, is instructive, as Shelby Trainor explains. John Goodenough was 97 when he won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 2019 for his work on lithium-ion batteries. He was, and remains, the oldest person to win a Nobel Prize. All I can tell you is, if you live long enough, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> John Goodenough is being remembered as a passionate collaborator, who was generous with his time and always eager to learn. One of the colleagues that knew him best was Professor Armagam Mantiram, who first met Goodenough as a PhD candidate. When you do PhD in India, one of your examiner has to be outside the country. Professor John Goodenough was the examiner. I applied for a postdoc position and he gave me a chance to go to work with him in Oxford, thinking that I will go back, but I never went back. I was always fond of working with him. He will say many, many times, Ram, we are all here to learn. I want to learn from you. So that is his attitude, always willing to learn. Dialogue, it's sacred. It's sacred for reconciliation, and it's also sacred for learning. Professor Maria Forsyth from Deakin University remembers hearing John Goodenough speak in 2015 when he would have been 92. And what I remember most is just the passion in his voice and he has this really big laugh. <laughs> I can distinctly remember that. Really enjoying himself, which I can't say that every speaker who gets up at a conference necessarily is always enjoying themselves. Well, I think you should be enthusiastic about life. You should enjoy what you do. John Goodenough let his curiosity guide him. As an undergraduate, he studied mathematics, but after the war, he took up physics. He moved to Oxford in 1976 to run the Inorganic Chemistry Laboratory. This was the same year the first lithium-ion battery was patented. But those batteries were unstable and prone to explode, so Goodenough set to work, hoping to discover new materials for better batteries. There was a big, big push towards looking at energy storage. How can you store electrons? You, know, you can make them in various ways, in solar panels and whatnot. How do you store them? So in the 70s, the hype was already there. So John, I guess, when he was in Oxford, started looking at what they call layered oxides. So he looked at the cobalt oxide and began to see if lithium could be incorporated into that structure. And sure enough, it could. And he was able to then show that more than four volts, you could extract the lithium. There were some issues with that material. I mean, it wasn't super stable. But it was a good enough, a good enough material, if you like, pardon the pun, but to actually put that together with graphite to make the first lithium-ion cell. His discoveries sparked the wireless revolution. Most lithium batteries on the market use cathode materials that Goodenough uncovered, starting with lithium cobalt oxide. 
They're what keep your mobile phone charged, your laptop, electric vehicles, and they're behind now essential energy storage systems. So that was huge. I mean, that first breakthrough, that first pattern was huge. That's why he clearly deserved a Nobel Prize. John Goodenough left Oxford in 1986, right before the university's mandatory retirement policy would have forced him out. He moved to the University of Texas in Austin, where he worked for another three decades. I don't think he ever retired. If you look at the publications he was putting out over the last decade, he was working on new materials for sodium batteries. He was working on materials for metal air batteries on the cathode side. He was working on lots of different areas. We have to keep working hard on it. We haven't solved all the problems yet. Scientists continue to strive for better batteries, ones that last longer and charge faster with more stability and safety. John Goodenough looked at these problems through an interdisciplinary lens, an approach that wasn't quite as common when he was coming up as it is now. He got his PhD in physics, but he always recruited chemistry people to work with him. So that is his secret. He worked at the interface between chemistry and physics. I think for his time, very unique. Physicists were physicists and chemists were chemists, and never the twain shall meet in those days, I suspect. It certainly favoured more than it used to be, say, in the days when I was first doing my undergraduate degree. But certainly he was a pioneer of that. Professor and friend Armagam Mantiram says one of the keys to John's success was his willingness to fail. Even if there are problems, you always say, we have come thus far, one step at a time. Let's be honest about what we do. And he's a role model, not only in science, but also in our daily life. And he's very inspirational to everybody, including me. Wisdom comes out of dialogue. So you have to develop the capacity to expose your own ignorance in order that they may discover their own wisdom. We've lost an amazing brain, if you like, amazing person. I think his legacy is just phenomenal. You know, we really do owe him a big debt for how we live our lives today with all of our personalised electronics and our clean energy sources. John Goodenough wasn't just a scientist. He was deeply religious and he was a poet. He credited writing with helping him deal with his dyslexia, and he credited his dyslexia with helping him foster a love of nature. The Nobel Prize in 2019, awarded almost 40 years after his first discovery, was thought to be a long time overdue. But it did give the public a glimpse into the workings of a scientist nearing the end of a 70-year-long career. What's that again? What is next? What is next? Well, you know, I'm thankful for each new day. John Goodenough, who died aged 100 last month, the oldest to win a Nobel Prize in science. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.